This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Without a healthy mind, being happy is hard. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny and see if online therapy is for you. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast, your home for all things Xbox here at Kind of Funny. I'm one of your hosts, Snowbike Mike, and of course, I am joined by my two favorite people here on planet Earth. We're ready to talk Xbox and video games, Paris Lilly and Gary Witta. Gary, I'll kick it to you first. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's been a long week, uh, just lots of stuff. But um, I'm glad it's Friday. I've come to think of the X-Cast. You know, coming, we record this, uh, as you know, um, late on a Friday afternoon. We drop it the following Saturday morning, but we record it late on a Friday afternoon. So this, for me, getting to talk to you in Paris about video games is kind of the perfect appetizer as we go into the weekend and hopefully kick back and play some video games. It's the best, Gary. I love getting to talk with you both at the end of my week. It's the end cap after a long hard fun week i get to have some fun with you guys talk some games and then we put it all to rest and we look right forward to the weekend and this weekend we got a good one because paris is wearing his jersey that means he's going out to catch a big game paris how are you doing today my friend i'm i'm good and and i'll echo gary it's uh it's been a long week a lot of stuff has been happening and uh yeah i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to this weekend and yeah my world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers will be out here in Los Angeles at the brand new SoFi Stadium to play the Rams on uh, Sunday. So I'm super excited. My son and I are going to go. So that, that should be a blast, too. That's going to be a really, really good time. And I love that you and your son get to share that experience. You're going to go check out the brand new stadium, a crown jewel down there, which will be yeah. really cool. And your world championship Bucks will be there, which will be awesome. Now, do you think Tom will be waving out to the fans? Who are you most excited to see from that championship team? Uh, believe it or not, it, it is Tom just for the sense that I've I've never seen him play live. So this will be my first time. And, you know, we all know, you know, he's the goatee. I mean, he's the greatest quarterback ever. So just to be able to see him play live is pretty exciting. I would say my favorite player on the team, period, though, is Vita Vea. I, I love that dude. I'm, I'm sure people up there in Seattle, University of Washington know all about him. But that guy, he he's an absolute monster on the defensive line he's just just my favorite buck man so i i can't I can't wait to see him play it's gonna be a lot of fun sounds like a great weekend ahead for you gary we got a lot to talk about we got some hot spicy news fresh off the presses i thought as i prepped up the week i was like man it's gonna be another slow week we're gonna have a fun side topic we'll just get to know each other we'll talk about xbox no 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 we got some news late thursday afternoon into the evening so we have some fun stuff to talk about. Before all that, let's jump into it. Of course, this is the Kind of Funny X-Cast. We post each and every Saturday at 6 a.m. West Coast, Best Coast time on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com, and of course, on podcast services around the globe. 
a new fun one for you. Guess what? The Kind of Funny team is now Epic Partners. That's right. We are now teamed up with Epic, and now we have an Epic Creator Code. So anytime you go out with your family to go buy V-Bucks, or if you're going in the store inside of Rocket League, please consider using our Epic Creator Code, Kind of Funny, at checkout. There's no additional cost to you. You can support the Kind of Funny team in a new way, and we get a piece of that revenue, which is really, really great. So thank you all so much for supporting us with our Epic Creator Code. Once again, that is Kind of Funny at checkouts. Of course, a big thank you to our Patreon producers for the month, Tyler Ross, the Kind of Funny Destiny 2 PC Clan, Julian the Gluten-Free Gamer, Alex J. Sandoval, Techie Haas, James Hastings, Casey Andrew, Elliot, and Brian Ward. This week, the Kind of Funny X-Cast is brought to you by ExpressVPN, Upstart, DraftKings, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Let's jump right in. Harrison Gary, it's a fun one because this is actually number three of, hey, Mike, we taught you about Friday afternoon slash evening of dropping sometimes bad news, sad news, and this is how we get away with it, and you forget about it into the weekend. Well, this time it's our third time talking about this situation, but it was on a Thursday night. So let me give you the rundown. Of course, on Thursday night, it was announced that the team over there at the initiative is going to get some help, some backup from another studio for their first title, Perfect Dark. So it went like this, announced on Thursday night. Via Twitter, from the initiative, tweet number one, Perfect Dark updates. We are partnering with Crystal Dynamics, the world-class team behind character-driven games such as Tomb Raider, to bring the first-person spy thriller to a new generation. The follow-up tweet reads, the teams couldn't pass up the chance to work together. We're still in early development, but incredibly excited to use the unique opportunity to deliver on this vision for Perfect Dark. Of course, on the opposite side from Crystal Dynamics, they tweeted out, we couldn't be more excited to join forces with the initiative to bring Perfect Dark to a new generation of gamers. We thrive on reimagining epic heroes and can't wait to realize this first-person spy thriller together. One final tweet from Crystal Dynamics read, we're thrilled to add Perfect Dark to our development efforts alongside Marvel's Avengers and Tomb Raider. So guys, uh, some big news. Some kind of mind-boggling news, some excitement news, some maybe worrisome news. I mean, it was the full spectrum on a Thursday night after this announcement. But I got to ask the simple question as we jump into it. What the heck is going on over at the initiative? And is Perfect Dark in trouble? Why do we need help? Harris Lilly, you broke it down on a great Twitter spaces early after that announcement. Give me your thoughts now that it's been 24 hours. We've been able to sit, chill, really digest it. Is this a problem? Is there a big issue here? You know, that that's funny. You were in that space. I didn't know you were in there. But, uh, you know, I had tweeted out when I first saw this. I just said, you know, at first I'm like, I don't know how to feel. And then I'm like, I, I'm, I feel concerned. And, and I saw some of the comments that people were like, you're out of your mind. What are you talking about? Why are you concerned? This is ridiculous. Why are you worried about this? So I was like, okay, let's hop on the Twitter spaces. And, um, know i i gave my my concerns and i had some people come up uh, shout out to mick nanobiologist uh one of our patreons he, he jumped in there and uh you know just i wanted to understand what how people saw it the different points of view and it was great to get those perspectives because i by no means know what the hell i'm talking about i'm just giving my my raw you know immediate opinion because when i saw this my thing was wait why i go isn't the initiative supposed to be the crown jewel you built it from the ground up. Microsoft Game Studios, quadruple A, 
you know, studio to make to make these games. And Perfect Dark, you would announce was going to be your first title. You know, there was already talk about it been playable. Phil Spencer went down there to go see it. All this stuff, right? So when you then hear that a studio of the magnitude of Crystal Dynamics is coming in to quote unquote partner up with you to deliver this game, I'm like, wait a minute. Is there is it in development hell? Did they run into an issue? What what's going on? Yeah, I'm concerned that Crystal Dynamics had to come in and partner for this. This is my initial thought. And as I've learned more information and heard from some different people around this, uh, you know, the studio Lee Gallagher, he used to be at Crystal Dynamics. So there's already an established relationship there. I, I get that part. I also understand that the initiative isn't a, a big studio in the sense that it's only 70 people. That, that's working there supposedly from what I understand and that that is on purpose. They, they, they want to remain small and agile. That's all great. I understand. Okay. So it sounds like on the surface, cause we don't know everything that Gallagher basically used his, his, his legacy relationship with crystal dynamics and is basically bringing them in to help do the quote unquote heavy lifting of the game while the initiative remains, you know, the, the, the driving force and the vision for what the game should be. That's all great. So to answer your, your question, Mike, do I think perfect dark, the game is going to be in trouble? No, I don't. I think that was the whole point of the initiative, right? To get some of the smartest people in the industry together to make, make these games. Crystal dynamics has for the most part, a great track record making games, I assume they're being used like a support studio, like a certain affinity has been over the years with Halo or even like Bungie used, uh, uh, what was it, uh, Half Moon and uh, Vicarious Visions, you know, uh, during the Destiny 2 time as well. So I'm assuming it's that type of relationship. I think the shocking part is the fact that it's Crystal Dynamics doing this. Now, here's why I still have a concern. What happens with Perfect Dark 2? What happens with the next game? The initiative wants to make right is this the cadence every time now that your quadruple a studio that has these grand ambitions because they're going to remain small and agile always needs to reach out to a big support studio to help them create their vision and deliver their game is that the model that they're going for it just seems a little unorthodox and i understand that a lot of studios have have other studios come in to help them with assets and things like that i understand that's not uh, an uncommon thing but you also don't see what is considered a AAA studio to be this small and allegedly would always need this type of support, no matter the game that they're making, unless they're making a smaller game. So that just gives me pause on it as far as the, what is the, the point of the initiative? I, I would love to see Microsoft get out in front of this and talk about it more make us understand the relationship with crystal dynamics make us understand what the purpose of the initiative will be beyond perfect dark right just just so we understand what's going on because like you said mike this came on a thursday after the nintendo showcase and you typically if this was considered great news you would think this would be monday morning xbox wire everyone celebrating about it and I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer here because I know I've, I appreciate what a lot of people have explained to me to get me to understand. And I don't think the game's going to be bad by any means. It just seems surprising that the initiative, the first game that you're ever going to put out requires this type of support to do it. Just just seems surprising to me, I, I guess. So we'll, we'll see how this plays out moving forward. 
Gary Whittle, I'll look to you. What were some of your initial thoughts when you uh, saw this tweet go up late Thursday evening? And uh, what's your breakdown now after about 24 hours of sitting on it? I'm, I'm kind of neutral on it. This is one of those um, topics where I just don't know enough about what's really going on yeah. to be able to come in with a hot take. If I can't have an informed opinion, I'd rather not have one. Um, and there's just, you know, all I can really talk about is all the things we don't know. We don't know how far along the game is in development. If the game is relative, is, is still relatively nascent in its development timeline, bringing in another studio to partner isn't that necessarily, you know, negative uh, a thing. It's an, it could be a positive additive thing, you know, to, 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 to you know, two heads are better than one or, uh, and all of that. If, but if it were it the case, as many people seem to be speculating, the game is like well down the road in development and Microsoft don't like what they're seeing and they think, well, we need to bring in some extra, you know, skills and talent here to write the ship. It could be that. It might not be. We just, we simply don't know. Bringing in, you know, on the one hand, studios, you know, big AAA development studios as the initiative, you know, is supposed to be bring you know work you know, subcontract out to other studios all the time to provide yeah. animation graphic sound physics all kinds of things like that but another AAA studio coming in at seemingly now like who's running the show i can understand why you know this is exactly the kind of news this is perfect fodder for podcasts like ours i'm sure there'll be lots of <laughs> podcasts this weekend are all going to be you know indulging in the same speculation but that's all it really is speculation we just don't know An another big studios uh coming in uh, certainly, if, for example, let's say that like three months from now, um, Sony announced that Naughty Dog was coming in to help Insomniac and Wolverine, you'd be like, what the fuck's going on? Don't Insomniac have this covered? Like, why would Naughty Dog need to come in and help? I don't think this is like anything necessarily like that. Um, but it's interesting. I think there's, but I, but I do think we have to make room for the possibility that this is just additive. Maybe Crystal Dynamics had some, you know, bandwidth free up, expressed an interest in it. I think, you know what, this can make the game even better we just we we, we just don't know um so I, I i would come down on this on uh, ultimately on the side of what paris said is this really like a cause for concern or is this is there a substantial reason here do we have an do we have enough evidence do we know enough to think that the game might be in trouble no certainly not i think it'll be a while before we have enough information to really make that judgment and that's going to involve i think actually seeing the game. So I think you you can spin this any way you want it. You could spin this positive. You could spin this negative. Another studio's come in. We just don't know if that if if that necessarily is for a good reason or a bad reason. You know, I when I saw the news on Thursday evening, I was very similar to what Paris had just broke down, and as you as well, Gary, of like it was a head scratcher, right? As Paris said, this was the crown jewel. This was a studio that you know, by all counts, we were promised to be the next biggest and baddest thing that was going to possibly bring us that competitor to what Sony offers in that third-person action-invented narrative-driven game that we really wanted, that blockbuster title. And so it was one of those where you're like, man, what is going on over there, right? And after 24 hours, as Paris has said, right, you kind of break down and think about different things in your mind of what does it look like getting help from Crystal Dynamics? What's Crystal Dynamics lineage? What kind of games did they bring? I really did love that Tomb Raider reboot, right? When you think back on those first two Tomb Raider reboot games, that was a strong female hero that they put out on the stage. It was a very awesome third-person action-adventure game in this beautiful semi-open world with big environments, different biomes that you could explore, and it was gritty, and it was intense, and it was a lot of fun. And I think when you look at it now, it does lend to a, a really strong support here that this partnership could go a long way and make for something special. Yeah, it's going to be first-person, and we'll see what that looks like. But 
I do like this pairing right now after 24 hours of sitting on it. But I want to circle back to something that Paris talked about, and that was the phrase that this team came out with when they first announced the initiative, and that was staying small and staying agile will actually be our strength. That was kind of like the tagline that they put on this. And Paris, you brought up a really good one of like, what does this look like now in the future, right? We get to see Daryl Gallagher kind of lead on his former team of Crystal Dynamics and probably went to Phil in the squad and said, hey, let's call him up. Let's work with the people I know. We can really knock this out of the park. What does that look like for number two or the next title? Paris, I'll kick it to you again. Do you see this same manner? Is this a COVID issue where we couldn't staff up enough? Like you said, it started in 2018. There was conversation that Phil did play a playable build of this, but now they're saying it's still in early development. Was there just not enough people to hire? Could they not assemble a team? Is this maybe the new normal we see with this team where this is what they're going to do? They're going to create a kind of outline, an idea. They'll partner up with the squad and they'll move forward with a larger development team. What do you think? Yeah, I think the the last part of what you said may very well be the thing. This might be the new normal with just the way COVID has changed game development, maybe forever. I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. And it could very well be a staffing issue. It could be that maybe they can't get the the resources and, and the and the the skill sets that they need, you know, in in enough of a time because of the way COVID, people are working remote and the train, just everything that goes involved with that where you already have this established relationship with a big studio like Crystal Dynamics, you basically outsource to them, you bring them in again to do the heavy lifting of some of the assets and just everything that that a big studio would be able to do that has that type of manpower. They're already used to working remote at this point, you would have to assume. And maybe you, we know they're working on the Avengers. Maybe there was, there was a gap there. Maybe there was a few year gap there where they can lend you know, a hundred people or so, whatever the case may be, right? To be able to work on Perfect Dark and deliver the the back end stuff, the the not so fun stuff that make makes up a game. While the initiative leads the the vision, the creative vision, and obviously, you know, de- delivers on whatever it is, and then we get this game. Like I said, my concern or my question was, how does that look for the next game? How does that look for long term support? Things like that. I mean. It's TBD. We we simply don't know. We're we're in uncharted territory just with the way workflow happens now because of COVID and everything. So maybe maybe the initiative wanting to remain small and agile. Maybe they didn't want to go out and try and hire 150 people, and then now you got to lay them all off. You know, in in a couple of years or something when the game ships, and then you got to do that dance again. Who knows? This is kind of why. I wish there was a little more clarification to this to kind of understand what it is, because I'm just going off of what the reputation of what they said the initiative was supposed to be. The initiative was supposed to be the brand new studio. You tell us all we do is buy studios to get games. Well, damn it. Now we're just going to make our own studio and it's going to deliver, you know, the big AAA experiences that you want. But then here we are with their very first game. They have to partner up with another AAA studio. It just it looks weird on the surface i think that's what it is but then when you start peeling it back and understand some of the relationships that are already there and potentially what this may mean it makes more sense to me but let's see what it looks like after they they ship perfect dark which by the way i mean i'm i'm not i'm still they even said early development i'm not expecting this until probably 2025 at the earliest right i mean maybe 2024 if they're trying to speed it up i guess since they said it's still in early development 
but I'm, I'm not holding my breath to see this anytime soon. Yeah, that, that's a big piece right there, right? Is that still an early development? What does that look like? What will be the contribution from both sides of this team coming together? I really look forward to seeing that. Like you said, Paris, this was something weird. It was just a tweet, right? It was a tweet mm -hmm. on a Thursday evening. If this was something different, maybe an Xbox blog with more details, you and Gary have taught me so well of like, usually you want to get ahead of things and really say as much as you can, put a face to something, explain what's going on, really allow the audience to have a deeper understanding and the game plan moving forward. But when you only have 247 characters in a tweet and you put out four combined tweets, it really leads to a lot of questions. And mm -hmm. here we are in every other podcast and every other games media site is now going to speculate and write up all about this and wonder what's going on. So it is very interesting to see that here we are trying to dissect what's happening further. But Gary, now I want to ask you, right? We talk about Daryl Gallagher and his ties to Crystal Dynamics. And I brought up the Tomb Raider games, which a lot of people loved. They really liked that reboot. It did score well. But of course, there is that hanging piece of Marvel's Avengers, right? And does that make it harder of a sell to get a team like Xbox to be like, yeah, let's take our brand new studio, like Paris said, and have them pair up with Crystal Dynamics of all the teams around the globe? Why, do you think that was a hard sell or do you think that was easy? No, in fact, you touched on a point that I wanted to make, which is I think that if this story had been a little bit different and Crystal Dynamics had been um, announced out of the gate as the lead developer on a new Perfect Dark game, then I think we all would have been very excited about that. You know, we've talked a lot on the show before about, you know, um, these, these kind of perfect hand-in-glove fits of developers and you know a game franchise. You know we talked about how like I you know IO Interactive coming off of the Hitman games to go develop a James Bond game seems like you know that makes just makes makes perfect sense, right? Machine games coming off of um, making a bunch of Wolfenstein games going to Indiana Jones. It's like like you, you just see it right away. Like, oh, what a great fit, right? These these developers have got the perfect resume to come to this big new franchise. I would suggest that Crystal Dynamics. And what they have done with the Tomb Raider games is another perfect hand in glove fit for Perfect Dark, right? Look at what look at what Square what they they, they basically did exactly before what they are now being tasked with to some extent to do again. Lara Croft and Tomb Raider is a great story, a great storied, character based, story led action adventure, you know, third person series of games, which was great back in the day, but then kind of went off the boil. Crystal, Crystal Dynamics came back in, rebooted it, made it look great, made Tomb Raider and Lara Croft relevant again. Well, here's Joanna Dark in the Perfect Dark series, basically checks all those same boxes. Once a great series, once a, once a beloved character, hasn't really done anything in a while, kind of like fell out of the public imagination. Crystal Dynamics makes a lot of sense, you know, to basically just do what you did with Tomb Raider to you know perfect dark makes perfect sense so had that been the story from the word go i think we'd all be talking about oh what another perfect fit of developer and game franchise and i think it, it's probably why daryl gallagher or microsoft or whoever made the call said yeah these are the, this is the perfect team to bring in and lend their expertise based on what they've done with tomb raider in the past i don't hold the the, the avengers stuff against them at all because even though that game is struggling um, I think what we've seen is part of the reason why that is struggling is it's just in a very, very difficult genre. The whole game is a service, live service, constantly adding content, trying to stay ahead of the, you know, the player curve, you know, massively online all the time. That genre right now is just eating developers alive. We've seen so many high profile 
failures for every you know for every destiny there is you know there's 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 the, the 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 ground is just littered with the bodies of other games that have tried to kind of you know break into that space and failed so i don't hold that i i don't hold that against them i think where crystal dynamics has proven their worth as a development team is exactly where it matters female you know hero big character based story based third person action adventure a very storied franchise you did it once with lara croft and tomb raider no reason it just seems like a very natural kind of sideways move uh from lara croft and, and tomb raider into joanna dark and perfect dark makes total sense to me yeah carrying off of that of course as paris hosted the twitter spaces yesterday and got the voices of all of his audience and all of the community out there in the gaming world i went to twitter as well and i said hey i want to hear your thoughts right because it's easy for us to quickly knee-jerk react to things, but it is nice to hear everybody's thoughts and feedback and come together. And there was a couple of ones I wanted to highlight on the good side, right? Uh, Paris brought it up. Mick, the nanobiologist, a great kind of funny best friend, wrote, Crystal is good at designing environments, depending on what they're dedicated to helping with, like environment slash level design or epic cataclysmic moments, then this could be a really good game for the two, both of them. And I thought that was really nice. On the bad side, here's one I wanted to read up. From Justin S., partnering with Crystal shows a lack of confidence in this quadruple-A studio. Also, partnerships with Crystal shows exactly what the game will look and feel like, and that's unfortunate. Was hoping for something fresh from a new group. Paris, I want to kick it to you. Does this instill a lack of confidence in this quadruple-A studio, quote-unquote, right? Me as the consumer, Everybody in the gaming world, we look at this. You've brought it up, the Crown Jewel, a brand new team that they formed, that they created. When I hear this partnership with Crystal, should I be, should I have a lack of confidence? Should I be worried? Should I think, man, this studio is not going to be the next coalition? The studio is not going to be the next ninja theory that's going to make these big hits that we're going to love from this point forward? I would say no to that. I, I don't. I don't think this causes a concern to to now question the validity of of the initiative as far as being able to deliver a high quality experience again it's you know we already talked about it before but it's just it was surprising to to see how how this partnership came about versus the actual partnership itself i mean you still or have to assume that this game is an initiative game they're leading the project this is their vision so let's see what it is you know when when we get the final product like again we probably don't even see gameplay from this for at least a couple more years you know at at the earliest right so i think this is way too early to just assume that now the initiative can't be the quote-unquote crown jewel studio it's just like i said before the fact that you were purposely remaining small you you'd like to say small and agile what does that mean moving forward? Again, is this a new normal where you outsource some of the things that, that you're trying to accomplish to another studio that has the manpower to be able to accomplish it? But this is still your vision. This is still your game that, that you're delivering. We'll just have we'll simply have to see. I mean, we, we don't know. Like like I said before, I just hope we get some more clarification on it because, I mean, obviously we're just spitballing and assuming at this point. Yeah, we, we are assuming and speculating it's. Kind of interesting, you've brought up a couple of cool points that have really got me thinking and excited of like, we've seen Xbox try some new and innovative things in the gaming space now, right? And now we look at this big portfolio of development teams and there's a lot of them and a lot of great men and women working on some really cool titles. And now you talk about this team that's staying small and agile 
and the ability to work with others or contract through others teams. What could that look like in the future really has me excited, right? Is this some sort of proof of concept? Could this be the new normal for this team right here where they're always going to be small and they'll lean on one of the other 23 Microsoft studios to create something really, really cool? Agreed. Like, I, again, I got to pull in my Destiny roots on this, right? So I even look at uh, Destiny 2 with Forsaken, uh, the fact that High Moon and uh, Vicarious Visions um, had a, a high, like like the Tangled Shore, I think, uh, Vi Vicarious developed or whatever. But the whole stuff with the Dream and City, all those assets, when I look at that, I'm not looking at it going, well, 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 this isn't really a Bungie game now because they had two other studios helping them do it. It's like, no, this is still Bungie. This is still their vision. This is still the game they wanted, but they obviously got two other studios to help them be able to create these vast environments and these other assets. And I forget which raid uh, Vicarious had a heavy hand in. It was either that or one of the dungeons. The point is, just because another studio doesn't come, just because another studio comes in doesn't mean that takes away from the vision of the original studios who idea it was like, even as an example, destiny Two vicarious is the one that, that created the PC version of that game too. So we just simply don't know what crystals Dyna crystal dynamics role is with perfect dark. So I'm just going to lean towards this is still the initiatives game. It's still their vision. And, you know, once we actually see it and maybe if we get more information, you know, we, we can judge accordingly at that time. Let's take it to the next step. Let's talk about Perfect Dark, the game as it is right now. We know it is going to be a first-person shooter. It will be a really cool spy espionage story, hopefully a big blockbuster hit. But now that we know it's a first-person shooter, we're going back to the lineage that was Perfect Dark and the follow-up right there. Are you both pleased? I think Paris, you said something that really resonated with me a week ago when we talked about the Marvel games and we talked about superheroes and what Xbox needs and doesn't need. And you said something really well said of like, let the studios create what they want to create. They're going to create yeah. something great. We don't need to push them into something right there. Right. And I think that was one when this team was first announced, everybody wanted or thought and assumed that we would get that third person action adventure, action adventure, narrative driven game that would compete with the likes of the last of us, the uncharted over on that side on PlayStation. And now we know that this is a first person title as we look forward here. Do we think that takes away from that vibe? There's a lot of first-person shooter games over here on the Xbox side. We get a lot of cool storytelling through first-person, but are we pleased with that? Is that the way we want it to go? Do we think, man, that third-person could have added something a little bit different to the mix? Uh, oh, if you're asking me again, uh, I would... I, I'm, I'm indifferent because I... I don't mind a first-person shooter, right? I guess my only concern would be how much is this going to really lean into the spy elements of it to where a third person could actually en enhance that experience more, you know, thinking something like Splinter Cell, obviously. Um, I, I tend to side on, let's just wait till we actually see it in motion before, you know, we judge it. But I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's a ton of first person shooters out there. This will be another one. But again, I don't think this one is coming out for a while. So uh you know we'll we'll just have to see at that time Gary what I was I'm all for the lineage and I, I I'm one of the few that actually love perfect dark right and I I am a big first person shooter fan but as I looked at it right when I think of a cool spy stealth espionage game I don't really think first person right I think of the hitmans I think of the splinter cells like Paris just brought up and that's where 
my mind went to when you team up with Crystal Dynamics. I think of that incredible Tomb Raider reboot, right? That's third person. That's big cataclysmic events going on. It's beautiful. It's wild in these worlds. But you know what gave me a lot of hope and a lot of positivity was actually a recent title from Arcane, which was Deathloop. You know, Deathloop has a lot of stealth. Yeah, you know, a lot of stealth in it, a lot of fun little movement, you know, semi-open world there that you can move around and make your own choice. And that got me kind of back on board where it's like, you know what? Maybe my first person shooters don't have to be Wolfenstein where I'm kicking down the door, murdering everybody. It doesn't have to be Halo where I am Master Chief. And so I think Deathloop really opened my eyes of like, maybe this could be that slower action pace. You know, you and I, Gary, we've we've bonded over Perfect Dark before. When we look forward to this, what do we expect out of this Perfect Dark? Do we expect just a campaign? Do we expect a co-op campaign? Do you expect multiplayer? Because these are all pieces of Perfect Dark when you look back on the lineage. What are you expecting out of this when we look forward? I swear, Mike, you, you must be reading my mind this week because it's the second time now you've like directly anticipated exactly the point that I was <laughs> waiting to make when, when, my turn, my, when my turn came around. Because what I wanted to talk about was how Again, just in general, we're all way out over our skis on this right now. We've got like again a couple of tweets, and we've turned it into like a feature length, you know, <laughs> hot take odyssey. And again, that's what we do. That's what everyone does, right? This this kind of stuff is like is is fodder for the hot take media industrial complex, right? We love this, right? This is all, all the podcasts are talking about this, right? Make, make, making a big meal out of this out of this news because it is potentially very juicy. But again, we know so little. And one of the one of the tweets or one of the comments that you um referred to earlier is what got me thinking about this someone's saying oh because it's crystal dynamics we know just what this game's gonna look and be like no we don't give these yeah. guys a little bit of credit we don't know <laughs> and exactly the point i was gonna make you, you you touched on it exactly with arcane and deathloop right arcane as a studio made its name with the dishonored games and but then when deathloop came around yeah you can see some of the dishonored you know kind of gameplay dna there first person um, you know, story based. There's a lot. Of, you know, there, there, there are some points of commonality, but that game has a totally, totally different aesthetic and a totally different vibe than Dishonored. You know, Dishonored was very kind of like clockwork, pseudo Renaissance. You know, steampunk. You know, we very, very whale cool vibe. Punk, all right, Gary. It's whale, whale punk. punk. <laughs> That's right. I remember now. Whale <laughs> punk. I remember it very well. Um, and you go from that to this kind of almost like throwback 60s camp kind of James Bond, no one lives forever kind of vibe with Deathloop, almost puts me in mind of that vibe, you know, of, the, of, of Team Fortress 2. Totally different aesthetic, totally different vibe. First person, yes. A shooter, yes. Uh, but, but built around, you know, a completely original and very innovative gameplay gimmick that everyone's like super excited about right now. So if Arcane can go from Dishonored and build on that foundation to, you know, really surprise everyone with Deathloop, who's to say Crystal Dynamics can't do something similar? I Again, we have no idea. Perfect Dark was built on a first-person foundation. But maybe this will be a third-person perfect. We just we just have no idea what to expect. I don't really have a lot of expectation or a lot or a big shopping list of what I want out of this Perfect Dark game based on the ones that have come in the past. I like the I, I I've enjoyed the Perfect Dark games in the past, but I'm it's not I'm not like a connoisseur of them. So I, it's, this is not necessarily a game that needs to like check a bunch of kind of historical or canonical boxes for me to feel like oh this is a true successor to you know the ones we played in the past. I just want I just want a good game, and we know that the I I feel like what we've seen with Deathloop. 
what what we've seen in the shooter space recently, there's still a lot of room, a lot of room for innovation. Just when you feel like uh, there's nothing more, there's nothing more new, there's nothing new, nothing you know fresh to see in this genre, a studio like Arcane will come along and surprise you and really throw you for a uh, you know throw a curveball at you. So I'm again with the with the with the lack of information that's out there, we've got almost nothing to go on. I'm keeping an open mind and choosing to remain optimistic about the possibilities. Love that, Gary. I want you to stay open-minded and ready for something special, but I am hoping, you know what I mean? I, I think we'll probably see just a very well done single player campaign here, but I am hoping for a little co-op, right? I'd like to get with my squad and have some fun on a little co-op situation and maybe some multiplayer offerings. But uh, I want to end up this conversation with one more thing as we talk about partnerships, we talk about collaboration, and that was a big one as it seems, you know, this has always happened, but it's come to more of the forefront throughout the years of COVID where we've talked about like, hey, there's 23 teams in this and they're all so incredible. Instead of just keeping them in a box, let's let them mix and mingle. Let's let them help each other out. And that's really come to the forefront and out in the public as of late. This is pretty exciting to see not only the first party now mixed with the third party, but also with Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics. So Paris, I'll look to you and then to Gary. Does this mean as Xbox fans, maybe this could be the start of a larger partnership that we'll see more Square Enix work along because that's a team that we don't see much of over here on the Xbox side. I mean, it very well could be. I mean, I I think no rules. There's literally no rules when it comes to this. You know, clearly, you know, we've heard all the speculation, Microsoft acquisition season, but we haven't heard about partnership season, right? So maybe maybe they're looking to actively do more of that, you know, with some of the, these third-party publishers out there and take it and leverage some of their development studios. You know what I mean? So I, I, I nothing would surprise me at this point absolutely nothing because it's like we were saying before maybe this is just the start of a new normal maybe we're going to hear about more of these kind of partnerships where you have the lead studio that has the vision and then you have another big studio come in to assist them deliver that 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 vision you know in a timely manner because even while gary was talking i i, I started smiling because i started thinking about it it never even dawned on me that 2025 actually makes a lot of sense for perfect dark because that'll be the 20 year anniversary from perfect dark zero you know so maybe they want to make sure they hit that time window so you get crystal dynamics in now to make sure you have plenty of time to be able to deliver whether whatever the initiative wants to do i like that gary you and i we like a good anniversary you know that gary i'm a big fan of anniversaries this year's anniversaries. Everybody's celebrating anniversaries out there. But, when is uh, the Banjo Kazooie anniversary? That's what we're going to dial uh, into. Uh, See, <laughs> they don't have one. That's why they never make a game for it. It's, it's on the Switch now. <laughs> Nintendo's making us it's buy it for like Switch. the 50th time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, very and, yeah, and, 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 and to Paris's point, this is why it's pointless trying to guess anything. We live in an age now where, you know, MLB The Show, is a PlayStation Studios <laughs> yeah. game, is on Xbox Game Pass. Microsoft has bought bethesda cats and dogs living together you know kojima may come to the xbox like nothing we nothing surprises us anymore uh yeah. we we hit the 20th anniversary of banjo kazooie in 98 so the 25th anniversary would be what 2023 in two years okay so maybe there you go. I was there's watching that Nintendo Direct yesterday, and when they announced that the Sega Genesis games were coming to Nintendo Switch Online, a couple of years ago, I would have done like an epic spit take. I just shrugged and went, sure, 
Why not? Yeah, okay. same. Yeah, same thing. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It's just everything. Everything's up for grabs these days. The <laughs> walls good, are coming down. Good way to end that one right there. So that's your latest update on Perfect Dark. Something exciting. Still early in development, but now a big partnership with Crystal Dynamics to go help the team over at the Initiative. One of your big Xbox first party titles. So we'll keep an eye on that. But some really cool positive news and a one to always keep in mind of like. Anything is possible. It's time to go out there, get out of your bubble, get out of your comfort zone, and try new and awesome, innovative things that could lead to greatness. Paris, what you got to end it? Just one last thing to say on this, because yeah. I even said this on the Spaces last night. In the, the day, all we want is just a great game. As long as Perfect Dark is great, who cares how to get there? Just make great games. That, that's all we really care about. So, you know, hey, if this is what they need to do to make the best Perfect Dark they potentially could make, then go do it. You know, there, there's literally no rules to game development. Just deliver a great game. Well, we're going to talk about another great game right after a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Are you using the internet without ExpressVPN? If so, why? That's like checking your baggage at the airport without a lock. You think your stuff is private, but you never know who's going to go through your underwear. And we don't want that. When you go online without a VPN, your ISP can see all your internet activity and they can legally sell it to people who use your data to target you. But ExpressVPN encrypts and anonymizes your data so your ISP can't see your activity. It's super easy to use. Literally, you just click one button. I've been using it. It's been keeping me safe. I feel way better just knowing that people aren't able to go in there, see what I'm doing and all that stuff. It's just not. No, no. Why are we doing that? You don't need to. Express VPN, baby. It also works on your router and it can protect anyone that uses your network. You can secure your online activity by visiting expressvpn.com slash kind of funny today. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N.com slash kind of funny. And you'll get an extra three months free expressvpn.com slash kind of funny. Next up, shout out to Upstart. If you're carrying a credit card balance month after month after month, it can sometimes feel like you're in a never ending cycle of debt, but Upstart can help you make the final payment and get back on track. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses. Over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart helps one of my really good friends consolidate all of his loans. So he didn't really have any more debt. It was simple. It was dealt with. And now he's debt free. Upstart knows that you are more than just your credit score. And that's why they're expanding access to affordable credit. They consider your income and current employment to find you a smarter loan rate. With a five minute online rate check, you can see your rate upfront for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kind of funny that's upstart.com slash kind of funny don't forget to use this url to let them know that we sent you loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and other certain information provided in your loan application go to upstart.com slash kind of funny and finally shout out to DraftKings. the nfl season's gotten off to a great start and it's only getting better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the nfl DraftKings is putting new customers in the center of the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes get in the action now just pick up your lineup stay under the salary cap and see how your team stacks up against the competition and you can feel the nfl action like never before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes DraftKings is safe 
safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and download the DraftKings app now and use code KINDAFUNNY. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter code KINDAFUNNY to get a free shot at millions in total prizes with your first deposit. That's code KINDAFUNNY only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. There's a $5 minimum deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details with the code KINDAFUNNY. Welcome back, everybody. Talking about great games, guys. We got a great weekend. We got two great weekends up ahead, and I'm so happy you can hear the energy in my voice because guess what? The moment that I say goodbye <laughs> to these two dudes right here, I'm turning it on. The Halo multiplayer flight is now live. We have two weekends coming at you, and I know we talked a little bit about it last week, but we got to talk about it to end the show this week because now we have the full breakdown for you. We have the full breath of what players can expect, and the fun is about to begin. And Paris and Gary, I got to tell you, I've been in a gaming slump. Ever since the first Halo flight went away, I have been in this weird, funky mood where nothing could bring me joy on the sticks. I wasn't happy, but now we're back in the fun. So here's the quick breakdown for everybody. Of course, you have two full weekends coming your way. Weekend one, a.k.a. Arena Weekend. So 4v4 is on the table from Friday to Sunday, you'll have two play slots each and every day. So it's a little bit different here, guys. And that's one I want to talk about here in just a moment. But of course, the flight will be live the whole time. You can play the academy, which is you and bots and you in the weapons drills. But for you to be able to play 4v4 Slayer Arena, you will only have two time slots per day which will go from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. West Coast time. And then, of course, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. West Coast time on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that will be the breakdown of the first weekend. Paris, I got to kick it to you. Interesting on the time slots, or is this the right move? Because for me, I want you to let me out of the cage. I just want to play forever. <laughs> is this this holding me back? Is, are they doing the right thing to get more players? What are they doing here? Well, obviously, they're doing the right thing for whatever this, this test is. You know, that's that's the whole point of kind of condensing everyone into this. And maybe that is smart by having these these windows. You know, you're you're going to kind of get everyone into there at once versus people being spread out during the day. Right. Because I'm sure they're probably trying to stress test the servers as well to just see how many people they can hold that capacity. Right. So that's the whole point of this. They They've been clear since day one. This is about. This is a technical test. This isn't some secret beta to get to get you to to buy Halo. This is so they can make sure they have the best multiplayer possible on December eighth. So no, I, I I think it's the right thing, and they've been front and clear about the windows and what you can do outside of those windows. And I think that's fair. That's one thing we got to keep in mind. Is right. This is a test. This is for us to take some notes down for us to provide it to the development team over at 343, and then they can attack those bugs before the launch on December 8th because we're expecting yeah. a big launch here and something that we're going to get into in just a little bit. I'm going to sell Gary on the launch of Halo multiplayer. I'm going to get Gary <laughs> pumped up to become the best Spartan he can be because they shared a really great Inside Infinite blog with the multiplayer team, and then they even had a live stream for a little bit over an hour talking with a number of that multiplayer team's about different aspects of what we can see from this flight and things to get players like maybe Gary or even veterans like myself in Paris to get excited about because there's some really cool features coming its way. But then, weekend two, the crown jewel of Halo. 
big team battle, a.k.a. bigger team battle is on the way. That's right. Same rundown. Of course, it will kick off on Thursday evening. The flight will turn on. You can play against the bots. You can prepare yourself with the Academy and weapon drills. But then on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the same thing goes down. Two time slots to play on 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. West Coast time, 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. West Coast time for you to be able to match make against other players. And of course, what we all want to see, big team battle. So that has been the rundown of times. I want to give you the awesome features and the offerings of what we'll see right here. And this is something I want to kind of dive deep into with Gary and Paris here, because what I'm reading here, what I'm seeing from the team, what they're talking about is something really special, something not only for Halo players, but for first-person shooter multiplayer fans alike. I think this is going to be something where we talk about maybe Halo being one of the best multiplayer offerings ever with what they're putting in their feature system. So, Gary, for you, I know you're my novice Spartan out there. You're ready to hot drop with me, but you don't want to get shot in the face all day, and that's totally all right, Gary, because they have what they call the Academy, and we've talked about the Academy before with the weapon drills, but now they've expanded and talked about more of the offerings. So for new players or players that want to shake off the rust and get warmed up before their games, they have a tutorial section, they have weapon drills, and now what they're calling a training mode where you alone can jump into a match on any map. You can set your bot difficulties to any difficulty you'd like to get yourself warmed up. And what's really cool, Gary, and I hope you try it over these next two weekends during this flight, is they have a full training menu options menu where you can set anything you'd like from no no need to refit uh, reload. You can set yourself to invincible. You can set where you can see all the players on the map at all times so you know where the bots are running and you can pair, prepare for shots if you'd like. You can pick what weapons you have in your hands at all times. You can pause the game. You can restart the game. You can reset the levels of the bots whenever you want. So really, really cool training mode. And that's something that I thought would really resonate with you, but also resonated with me because I think every time we go into these big Inside Infinite blog posts, they talk about the pillars, why they're doing this, what leads the team to greatness and creating this. And they talked with Tom French and they asked him, what are the pillars of Academy? Why are we doing this? And so the three big pillars, Gary, that resonated and I want you to know about is number one, give players a way to learn about maps and systems without the fear of being shot in the face by other players. Players' desire to play a multiplayer experience is often at odds with how good the community becomes at the game. Even dipping one's virtual toes into matchmaking brings a lot of anxieties to new players trying to get into the game once the game has been released. Academy gives multiple outlets for players to better prepare themselves and even fall back into if they need for more practice. The next one, provide tools to learn core mechanics and provide pathways to mastery through crafted fun replayable, bite-sized experiences, and finally give context for multiplayer Spartans within the greater Halo canon. So really, really cool one. And Gary, I, I wanted to get you excited about it because now there's a way for you to learn. Instead of me and Paris, just tactical crouching on your dead body, running you over with the warthog, grapple jacking you left and right, you got a chance to kind of get warmed up and learn does this do anything for you as, you know, we'll call you a novice. I know you got game, Gary. I've seen you in PUBG before, but does this get you excited in any way, shape, or form to give it a try? Yeah, absolutely. And that was, and, and again, that was one of the first points I wanted to make. I just wanted to correct you just on a, on a pedantic point there. 
you referred to me as a novice. A novice suggests, I think it's suggested that someone who <laughs> hasn't had a lot of experience with something or hasn't, you know, is fairly new to something. Plenty of experience with Halo. I've, I've been playing Halo since 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 the last twenty years. Since literally since Barrett was before Barrett was born, I'm, I just suck at it. No, it's like, it's not that I haven't played it a lot. It's just I'm, I play. Oh, I have played it a lot. I've played it enough to know that I'm very very bad at it. So um, the idea of an academy, the idea of a place like a training ground, a boot camp, whatever you want to call it, it's actually something that they added um, to PUBG. I, I I I don't play anymore, but I used to play. PUBG and I struggled with it because again the only way to play was to was to get thrown into a you know a live snake pit with elite right. players and you would get you would get camped and killed so quickly you never even had the chance to develop you know any skills there was no breathing room to like get good at the game and they did eventually I think respond to player uh, requests by adding you know you could play with bots you could you, you there was like a weapons range where you could at least get familiar with the weapons and things like that so you had an opportunity to kind of learn the game and at least get your feet under you on your own terms before you would start to go get slapped around by other players so i think not just for people like me that suck at halo but for many many people like we've talked before about how important it is to get new people to come to they, this can't just be like for the existing halo player base they have to get they have to win over a new generation of fans any kind of onboarding where you can teach them the systems, help them, you know, get, you know, pick up the basics before they go play against real players, you know, with just, you know, scalable bot difficulty, all of that kind of stuff is super, super helpful. And I totally, totally welcome it. It's music to my ears. I'm sure I'll be making use of all of those um, systems and, and services. Having said that, I don't care how good a training ground is. I don't care how good the bots are. You know the difference. When you jump into a live game against real players, real players are vicious and vindictive and just mean in a way that bots are not. And so I, I, I do appreciate what they're doing. At least I get to kind of like paddle around at the shallow end before I go to the, you know, to the shark infested waters at the other end of the pool. So I think I, 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 I really, really applaud Microsoft for adding those features um, I still think I'm going to get slapped around once I, you know, I, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to play against bot. Oh, I can kill this bot. I've got the bot difficulty scaled up pretty good. I'm killing bots on a regular basis. Now. I think what all that's going to do for me is build up a false sense of confidence when I jump into a live player game and realize that again, it's like Han Solo, it's like Han Solo said, you know, playing against remotes is one thing against the living. That's something else. The, the, the bots are learning, Gary. You got to be careful with that whole teabag fiasco. They're learning every day. Little. Oh, that's right, Gary. I, that's I right. love it. I, I guess we shouldn't say novice, right? Should we call it noob? Gary, I didn't want to go noob on you, no, but you I see, guess no, I'll go no, noob no, with no, you. No, you just say crap. Just say I'm crap at Halo. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> now, Paris, I'll turn to you because there's some really exciting stuff from the Academy to the Battle Pass to being free to play on all these different systems. And we really get to test and drive what we're going to see. And you and I, we talked about player progression and being tied to challenges and what that's going to look like and how we have faith in the team and they're listening and they'll change accordingly. What do you think about this offering? Are are you as amped up as I am to look at this and be like, man, they're really nailing the multiplayer side of this. And this is what multiplayer games should be in this kind of genre, or are they going overboard? Um, yeah, I mean, I I'll, I'll not go as far as to say they're absolutely nailing it, but I mean, I, I like the direction that they're going. Obviously, it's still TBD until, until we get the final product to, to truly judge it. And like you said, the, the big key is going to be that they're listening to the community as far as adjusting anything that's working or not working. Uh, hello, Bungie and Trials. But, uh, you know, 
I'm excited for for this weekend. I'm really excited for next weekend. Next weekend is the one that that I'm truly anticipating because I want to play. Was it fragmentation? Was the map they showed off? Uh, that that'll be big team battle. But uh, kind of even going off what Gary's saying, uh, thinking I was thinking back to that that, that couple hours from the last uh, preview when we could go head to head. And we had been playing all weekend against the bots and you kind of started getting used to just playing the bots. And all of a sudden, when it was a real person on the other side, completely changed everything. So nothing will ever replace the human element as far as that goes. But I think just back to your point. Yeah, I, I, I do like the direction that they're taking this. I mean, obviously, we're not 100 percent on board with the, the direction that they're using for the battle pass and XP and the challenges and all that. But Let's see it play out in real time before we uh, before we criticize it or praise it, because I, I think it's either going to go one or two ways. It's either going to be fan freaking tastic or it's going to be a disaster. I really don't think there's a middle. And and I just hope and I think they will listen to the community, you know, when as that happens. And like I said, they can adjust it accordingly. Really exciting stuff, Paris. And yeah, our eyes are turned to next week. Right. We've gotten the yeah. taste of the arena. We've seen the bots and we all love the arena. but. Really, what makes Halo special was that big team battle and oh, what yeah. that was really like. And the three core pillars from that team are something really special. So I'll read those off. Of course, number one, embrace the Spartan battle fantasy, which I love the line of right there. Empower player types to thrive. There are many different player types of players in the Halo ecosystem. We want to encourage everybody to be their Spartan, whether you be a pilot driving around in the ghost or maybe you're the warthog wheelman or maybe you're the objective hunter they want to make sure you feel like you're part of that game and then of course unleash the halo infinite sandbox which i'm really really excited about as we talk about these pelican drops and then they showed off something if you're an apex player you're going to know what i'm talking about but they showed off something that was very similar to the vault in apex legends which is going to be kind of like this little area where your ai can bust through a forerunner door, and you can go into a small vault-like situation where you can get powerful weapons and different accessories for your arm or for your Spartan when you get out into battle, which is going to be kind of fun. And I love the idea of sandbox. That was something we talked about with Battlefield and how excited we're getting into that sandbox. And it's cool to look at this sandbox and what they can do to really make the players feel like they can have fun and play in it. So two big weekends, a lot of Halo fun. To get into i'm super excited and i can't wait to come back and tell all the stories i think that was one seeing the excitement in this community of everybody being pumped up to play halo again has been long forgotten for a long long time and that's coming from somebody who played way too much halo 5 multiplayer there has not been much love for this franchise in the halo multiplayer genre which i'm excited for guys it's been a great friday it's been a yeah. short easy episode but we talked about the initiative in perfect dark we're excited to play Halo. I got to leave you too because I'm turning on Halo right now. <laughs> of course, if you're in the comment section down below, give us some of your favorite Halo stories from this tech test. We can't wait to see you out in the arena. Hopefully, we can go tactical crouch Gary together and beat up on him and have some fun with him. But it's going to be a great weekend ahead. So as we always say, be good to one another, play a bunch of video games, and have a good one. We'll see you all later. Peace, everybody. <laughs>